This is the first episode of our podcast called The Expansion Pact. I'm Betty Smith. <laughs> yes. Duh. Beautiful. Um, I'm I hope Heidi I Smith. blew out the mic with that. We are working so hard not to do that, Bridget. Please do me a favor and don't make that an... No, you get away from that mic. I can see you getting close to it. Get, get away. Get back off. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. This is The Expansion Pact. I may have made a mistake, you guys, Um, but I'm Heidi, and I'm here with... I'm Bridget! Yay! I'm me! She is her, and we are we. Um, And we are here together to make a podcast, which is basically an excuse for us to be able to chat with one another, because we are friends. We are long-distance friends. We are friends across the country from one another. Literally across the country. Like, the farthest states you could potentially be. Yeah. Absolutely farthest. California and New York. That's where we yeah. are, baby. This is it. This is it. Um, the big time. <laughs> the big time. The big space. Because the we did it. <laughs> we did at one point live in the same city, but people grow, people move, times change. Um, Heidi moved. <laughs> yep. By people I met me. <laughs> Specifically, uh, Heidi moved and uh, left me a cold shell of a person. I mean, that was my intention, so I'm glad it worked. Um, <laughs> It's your plan all along. It's my plan all along. But other than it being an excuse for the two of us to chat as friends, it's also an excuse for me to talk about Dungeons & Dragons. Specifically, Dungeons & Dragons uh, actual play TTRPGs that I love. And the first one we're going to start out with is Dimension 20. Um, I think we'll probably do, I'm hoping, uh, the first three main campaigns that they did um, because they're just so good Um, but we'll see what happens we also want to branch out and do some other things um, visit some other really great actual plays because there's so many out there and just kind of yeah talk about fun podcasts and shows and Dungeons and Dragons and our friendship and that's what Expansion Pact is going to be yes and know this uh, I am going in completely blind I have been I have played Two times. Twice. And by that, I mean, showed up at a friend's. We were quite intoxicated. And they thrust a character sheet in my hands and went, here, <laughs> let's play this game. And I went, okay. You're like, I'll roll dice. Okay. And then forgot about it in like four hours. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a lot of, um, at least for adults, like folks who get into it, because you were in college when that happened, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. For like adults, I think that is a common way to have played Dungeons and Dragons for a first time. Um, but yeah, so that's Bridget's experience, which is also what made me want to do this because I am by no means an expert, but I did get into Dungeons and Dragons about a year and a half ago. Um, it'll be like two years in, wait... No, that's not correct. I actually got into Dungeons and Dragons two years ago. It's been two years. That's, it's now been like, oh, yeah, it's like more than that. It's almost two and a half years, actually. So, I'm done. As we go on, we No, stop. Remember. You gotta stop. We can't license that. <laughs> we can license nothing. Um, it's a cover. No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I still fine. think I still think it's not a thing <laughs> that we can do. Um, Let's get our legal team on it. Yeah, our legal team. 
We don't have a legal team, just spoiler alert. But anyway, I've been playing for about two years, and uh, I'm obsessed. I watched all of Critical Role within, like, a few months. I uh, have watched a bunch of other things since then. I'm now currently on Dimension 20. I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love it. Um, So I just want to talk about it all the time. Um, So this is our excuse. And we're starting with, like I said, we're going to try and do the first three main campaigns in Dimension 20, and the first one is the very first thing they ever did in Dimension 20 in its uh, very beginning, which was Fantasy High. That's where we're starting out today. Um, We sure are. And if you don't know what Dimension 20 is, hi, you're welcome. Welcome to the world. Yes, Um, Heidi, please explain for the viewers out there. This is sponsored by uh, Gateway. Gateway computer. <laughs> you can't. It's not. Well, it doesn't exist anymore, so I can oh. legally say that. It doesn't? I had no idea. I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore. They've. Sorry if you do, Gateway. It's not, though, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> First episode, are we going to get sued? Yeah, multiple times in this episode, which is great. Absolutely. I love that for us. All of them are my fault. But yes, please explain. <laughs> is Bridget going to get sued? Um, no, no, we're in it together. Um, but if you don't know what Dimension 20 is, it is a uh, it is a Dungeons & Dragons show that was created from College Humor. Um, so it's a College Humor show. You can check it out on Dropout. And then a lot of the episodes and seasons are also on YouTube, which you can find at their YouTube channel, Dimension 20. Um, and it is with uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan as the... Uh, dungeon master and they it's an anthology basically so each season is different except for the live uh fantasy high sophomore year uh season that they did recently um but otherwise they're all different ones like i said fantasy high takes place in like a high school setting like a john hughes high school that's also high fantasy and then the next one i hope we do is the unsleeping city which takes place in new york city modern times and then finally there's uh the one that is currently going on at the time of recording um and that is a crown of candy which is game of thrones meets Candyland with high lethality and candy people and it's amazing um so that is kind of what D- uh dimension 20 is and that's what we're going to talk about today episode one of fantasy high here we go, kids. Here we go, Strap kids. in. Uh, Strap in for some news. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> so the episode is called The Beginning Begins, which is also true of this podcast, so it's quite fitting. Um, we did attempt to record this one time before. Surprising, I know, with how chaotic this is. Um, <laughs> and okay, listen. <laughs> okay, Wait, that's, I'm not, um, anyway, for reasons, we, um, we didn't finish that recording and needed to record a different time, um, and- For reasons. For reasons, and when we recorded, air quotes, the last time I did a recap of the episode, I think this time around, maybe you should do it, Bridget? Do you want to do a quick little recap? Oh, I sure can. Yeah. Um, so to put me in the shame corner, uh, what Heidi is referring to is that uh, last time I, for some reason, thought we were meeting up to still talk about the structure of our podcast. And instead, we went right into it. And I hadn't watched the episode yet. So I was just, uh, as I did in college, uh, completely bullshitting my way through the answers. And then finally, she asked me about the characters and I went... Wait, 
I think I was supposed to have watched the episode. Oh no, I was supposed to have watched the episode and then told Heidi right after, wait, was I supposed to have watched the episode? So now I have. So welcome. Uh, so uh, they start off um, introducing, which is Egg Fort High. Um, and you can tell I've watched it now because I know the name of the high school. <laughs> yes. And I'm not just being like, yeah, fuck high school. <laughs> um, no, they start off at Eggford High, and um, all the kids come from different neighborhoods, all different walks of life, and uh, we get to we get to know each of the characters for the first time. We get to see a little bit of their family life. Get to see what they're what they're jazzed about um and they show up at school for the first day of school at the hero academy and uh hijinks immediately ensue just immediately chaos reigns uh they all get detention uh and then creamed corn happens um There's a monster made of creamed corn that suddenly comes to life, and the lunch lady's possessed, and that's how they they leave it. They leave it on a cliffhanger for battle. Yeah, because the structure of Dimension 20 is, uh, in most cases, um, an RP episode, a role-playing episode, followed by like a battle map and encounter episode. Um, so that's kind of the structure that you'll get used to, Bridget, uh, going forward. But yeah, I think that's a that was a perfect little recap, and I loved it. I will just say one thing. It is Eggford Academy, but same difference. It's really not that different. Um, Did I say Eggford High? Yeah, you betcha, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a big deal. I've watched this show many times. Um, I failed the quiz. I failed the quiz. Uh, no, you got zero one thing. on my worksheet. <laughs> That is not correct. It would maybe be a 90%, depending on the grading scale. Listen, I'm just trying to get into the AP class. I know. I'm trying really hard, man. This advanced placement's hard. You care more about- I just want to go to a good four-year university. I don't want to go to a- I don't I can't survive in a technical college, man. I mean- Those kids are stronger than me. I mean, it definitely depends on your class, but I think that, like, on your, like, D&D class, but I definitely think a majority of these students don't go to college, um, and instead go to, uh, exactly what you said, or just Trade school. Yeah, trade school, or don't go to college at all. So, you are already- yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's a future I want to see. Which hell yeah, dude. Which is 100%. Choose your destiny. Yeah, man, you don't have to go to college. Fuck that. Um, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) Higher education is a prison- it truly is. <laughs> We're starting off strong with prison? the first episode. Let's a, talk about higher education yeah. reform. It is, pl- oh please, it is a prison that you pay for. <laughs> Out your butt, like so much. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think that recap is perfect. It really didn't miss anything because that is the basis of, you know, everything we do. I think since the episode begins with the uh, character introductions, I, like I had asked you once prior, but now you can actually respond. <laughs> what did you think of the characters? Okay, wait, before I do that, though, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you with two notes that I took 
immediately. Yes, yeah. Um, so upon looking at it, upon gazing upon the upon, mm-hmm. since I've said upon so many times. Drink every um, time she says upon. Oh, we're going to have to start a drinking game. Oh, no, oh, Heidi. No. We're going to have to create a drinking game for ourselves. I mean, I don't drink. So, like, if you, if other you, people want to drink when I speak, that's fine. Hey, man, you do, you, you do something that you want to do. Yeah. That's, that's we'll all that matters. Um, but the first thing was the set is very cool. Yeah. The dome. I love that set. Yeah, it's a dome and it's like, it look it looks like the die. It looks like the, the, the polyhedral die. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know what they're actually called. I just know they're dice of some sort. <laughs> They, they're all different. I know there's but, a natural yeah. 20. <laughs> yeah, natural 20, baby. Um, and a natural one. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> um, and then the other thing mm-hmm. is that, uh, what's his name? Brandon? Brennan? Brennan. Brennan, thank you. Yes. Uh, the DM. Brennan, I put, Brennan Lee Mulligan has dimples on his nose that look like more nostrils. What? He's got two dimples literally right above his nostrils that look like an extra set of nostrils. I'm gonna look it up right now. I have never he noticed does, though. anything like that. He's got dimples on his nose that just look like he's got a second set of nostrils, man. It looks like he's doing twice the breathing, twice the respiratory. I disagree so strongly. I see what you mean. But that's just a nose. It's not more more nostrils nostrils looking. In that light, they immediately look like more nostrils to me. I I thoroughly disagree. Watch it again. (laughs) But I I also have looked at Brennan's face so much because I've watched the show a lot. (laughs) That sounded really weird. (laughs) I've been Google image searching him. I've been following every, him in LA. Um, every no. day at 6 p.m. I Google search Brendan Lee Mulligan with a glass of red wine in my hands. That is such a creepy image. No, I don't do that. Like I said before, Welcome I don't drink. Welcome to the creep zone. I have just watched... <laughs> Stop. I have just watched a lot of Dimension 20 and I have rewatched seasons. So, so when I say that, I'm not being creepy. I promise. I'm sorry, Brendan. Um, yeah, you don't have also, to... Don't have to explain yourself. I do though. <laughs> I no. must. <laughs> People have already caught on that I'm an agent of chaos. They won't believe anything I say. That is a disclaimer right from the horse's mouth. So I hope you all take uh, take heed. Um, but dimples on the nostrils. I don't agree. I see what you're saying, but it's not. It doesn't look like that. But hmm. also, the last thing I'll say about that note is that. Um, we will not slander our DM here. He, Brennan Lee Mulligan, is an amazing person. And we shall not slander. There was no slander in my voice. I'm just warning you. It was you. just simply... An observation. An observation okay. that he looks like he has the breathing power to blow down an entire house. Made of bricks, mind you. Not the wood or... Not the sticks or the hay. The bricks... Mm. Well, the big bad wolf. Watch out, man. I don't. I don't really know if this is if this. If it's not slander, I still don't know if it's a compliment. But you know, we're gonna just leave it at that and move on to to something else. 
It was yeah, there. let's talk about the characters. Yeah, man. Uh, so what did you think? Um, oh, so I put, uh, I want to live in a pirate ship. Right, I agree. Yeah. The Immediately seeing the sea casters, I was like, I, I want to live in a pirate ship. I mean, I've actually wouldn't. started looking up uh, marinas in the New York City area uh, because I'm so fed up with rent that I'm like, you know what? Let me just buy a boat and let, can I just live in one of the docks? Can I just live in one of the piers and just live on a boat yeah, dude. in New York City? Can yeah. I do that? You can. Can I, can I Uber from, from my boat? <laughs> can I step off in the marina and step into a car? Well... There's a little bit of a walk, but I mean, no, I did that thing uh, with, uh, I don't want to say names of people we know IRL, but with someone we both know whom I okay. worked with and we, you, you worked with too, but like... Type it in the chat. Um, I mean, once I tell the story, I think you'll know. With oh, with okay. this person, he had a birthday and we, w- we were on a sailboat and we like did the birthday on the sailboat. I'll, I'll text it to you later. Um, <laughs> I worked directly with him. There is a set. Oh, that's right. I remember this and I was so jealous. It was amazing. But that gentleman who owned that sailboat um, did exactly what you you were saying. He lived in the marina on the boat. And yeah, that's what he did. And then he also worked on the boat and like took people out and like made a bunch of money. He also had met John Mulaney because John Mulaney had been on his boat. And I saw recently that John Mulaney, not recently in like this quarantine situation, but like this year or something that John Mulaney did that again. Um, so I think he went on that guy's boat again. <laughs> so Heidi, don't tell me these things are possible. I will go live on a boat. I will live out my Pirates of the Caribbean fantasy. I, I legit, I'm not lying. I looked up the same thing because I also live by the ocean and there are marinas and stuff and people do. I had a teacher once who lived on a boat. I have also looked this up before. Um, I don't, Are we going to live on boats? I mean, maybe. Are we going to both go live on boats, dude? I I really don't think so. (laughs) I don't think I'll do it. I think um, unless I was renting a boat to live on, uh, I just think the maintenance would be too much. I'd rather buy like a big van and then do that like van life thing. um, Because I would at least (laughs) fully, 100%. um, that's this is what being a millennial is about. <laughs> oh no, not to get, not to get. Ooh, flexing that hashtag clout, my dude. I mean, We're is it clout being a millennial? Millennials, Gen Z hates us. Boomers want to be us. I don't think that's true. Boomers We're don't want to be depressed. us. Boomers also hate us. Everyone hates us, but we love Gen Z. So that's, and I'm okay with that. Anyway, we're digressing so hard. So no, you like a boat on land is a sick living situation. So you enjoyed yes. the sea casters, that whole fam. I did. Fabian. I loved Fabian. He's a good man. He's a good boy. Um, I can't wait to see his character change because of like they're already setting him up for a very big arc where he is just he has something to prove my dude he just needs to prove himself and feels like he needs to prove himself all the time and like he's always doing just things for himself and i can't wait for like later because i can already tell he's gonna get a little bit friendlier he's gonna be a little bit like hey let's think about the team 
Yeah, yeah, because he's very much, he, and it's showed exactly in this episode in his uh, Owlbear's uh, tryout um, for the, oh my god, I can't think of the name of the sport. What's wrong oh, with Oh, uh, Blood Rush. Blood Rush, for the Blood Rush team. Um, thank you. How did Which, I why Blood Rush? Because they didn't want to say football. Yeah, but like, why not say, I don't know, like, ankle sport. Because it sounds more like D&D, like Blood Rush. I think that's why. I don't really know, actually. It's a good question. Um, Brennan, Brennan, are you listening? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome to Ankle Sport. <laughs> See, that doesn't work as well. It truly does not. Welcome to Blood Rush. Yeah, it's sick, man. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It sounds like a, like a heavy metal band. Yeah. Hey, what's up, you guys? We're Blood Rush. Why not both? You know? Today we're going to play our song Owlbears. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's a great That's a great um, band uh, idea. Fabian Seacaster. Fabian Aramaeus Seacaster. Um, but we that's see right. that example, like, fully played out in the episode when Fabian, uh, I was going to say auditions, when he tries out for the Blood Rush team, he, you know, instead of playing as a team he does kind of just try to look good himself and relies on himself and not in his teammates and he doesn't even pass he doesn't even pass the ball he just runs no he just runs he's definitely not like um he's not like a bad a bad kid starting out he's not like a bully starting out no. necessarily although there's some relations but he definitely is a kid who i mean they're all children they're all gonna grow a lot but um yeah i he's definitely that, he's that stereotypical spoiled rich kid yes Exactly. And he's also good looking and he, you know, comes from a, he, his father is very, um, affluent and, uh, very well known. His dad is the best character. Yeah. I, uh, I should have known you would love, uh, oh you would love Oh my him. god, the minute Brennan started doing that accent, I was like, oh, there it is, there's, there's one of my favorites. That's the guy. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I like him. Ding, 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 we like this pirate man. <laughs> and. This pirate daddy. This, this pirate daddy, though. That is very this... true. He is... He is... Fantastic Bill Seacaster. He is, um... He is a unique man. And his bond with Fabian is so interesting because they do, like, obviously love each other and are so openly fond of one another. But then they... <laughs> but then they... There's also that... That, like, thing I think Fabian has with being in his dad's shadow... Oh, he puts so much pressure so on his much son. Pressure. He doesn't mean to, but my God, does he put so much pressure on his son to be the best. But also, as we find out, you know, pirates are not exactly welcome in a lot of the social circles. So, like, when he's trying out for the blood rush, like, everyone's talking about how, like, his dad stole things. Like, they're not glorifying pirates. They're being like, hey, dude, you stole this shit. Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily like your dad, even though he's one of the wealthiest dudes in the land. Yeah, because of how he how he got his wealth, yeah. Because in yeah. the land of Spire, which this show takes place in, um, and this world takes place in, uh, it's a place where it, they'll forgive, uh, you know, past criminal activities uh, when you become a citizen. And that is what happened with our pirate friend, Bill Seacaster. Um but yeah, I a totally agree. Pirate friend. Pirate friend. Oh, pirate friend. <laughs> a blue sea caster. I will say, um, and I mean, since I've watched it a few times, uh, Fantasy High and uh, 
I, I've grown to love all of them so much, so I don't really have a favorite character, but I will say from the first time I watched Fantasy High, one of my initial favorite characters was Gorgug. Gorgug Thistlespring. I am glad you brought him up because my note just says I would die for Gorgug. That is the correct response. Die for him. (laughs) Zakayama is such a fantastic actor and comedian, and his all of his characters you'll see through like the seasons that we watch are fantastic. But Gorgug is just like the sweetest kid. He's just, you know, he's just trying to live that adopted life, um, specifically with, what are his parents? Gnomes? They're gnomes. His gnome yeah. tinkerer and parents. he's a six foot four boy. Yeah, he barely fits in his own house. Yeah, he broke the bed. He broke the bed. And it wasn't the first time. Again! Mm-hmm. <laughs> he broke the bed again! Again! Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, it's such an interesting thing to deal with, like, adoption in like this context like it's familiar because we we all know people or have seen storylines or know of the sort of identity crisis that comes with like being an orphan or not an orphan i'm sorry being adopted um because there just is like even if you really like feel like a strong love and bond with your adoptive parents there's still that kind of like where did i come from who really am i like sort of thing and it's just even more it's it's even stronger for Gorgig, because there is this racial difference in D&D terms that is so different between these two races. Yes. You want to hear something wild in real life? Of course. Um, I know someone who was adopted, and her adoptive parents, both of them, were also adopted. Whoa. Yeah. That's really amazing though because they more than anyone else would know how she would feel yeah that's incredible yeah dude i was like and what she was talking about she was like man it's really hard to do some genealogy projects in high school uh it's real hard man you just Uh, like there's a lot of a lot of different branches there's a ton of different branches that i could go from oh god because it's either like super super big like in terms of like a tree of their genealogy because you have you know uh because you uh you have like your bio parents grandparents and then their adoptive grandparents and so it's like such a huge tree or it could be like really small (laughs) like if they don't really know yeah it's interesting it's wild that that shit genealogy is wild Finding out about your lineage is wild. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, probably even more wild for, for our boy Gorgug. And so he's kind of like, yeah, he's like the so... emo kid, which I relate to a lot. I was what the emo his... kid. What is his race in this? So he's, um, so he's a half orc. So, okay. um, he's part, usually it's part human, part orc. Um, so they're a little smaller than orcs, and they have more human-like traits and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a half-orc. doesn't necessarily have to be a half, uh, human half-orc. Um, but that's the assumption with Gorgug. Um, yes, because he, he looks like a lanky teenager that you see uh, skulking out at the mall near Hot Topic and Spencer's. Why are Spencer's and Hot Topic always next to each other is my question. 
They are just fated What's to be... What's going on, malls? Fated to be connected. I feel like there's there's a backstory to that. I feel like maybe Spencer's is owned by Hot Topic. Maybe Hot Topic is owned by Spencer's. Do maybe. we know? Maybe there is a connection. Do you connection. remember FYE? <laughs> I do remember FYE. Whoa. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. FYE. That's it like such a weird... story. Wow. What a... What a weird... The mixed media store. What a weird memory you unlocked in me. Wow. Sorry. Corgood, <laughs> though, would love all of those things, although the back section of Spencer's would make him very uncomfortable. Oh, no, he'd be solely in FYE. He'd be near the uh, the anime stuff. Oh. Um, 100%. He'd be near the anime t-shirts and stuff. 100. And then he'd love the music section. He's a he's always got his headphones on. He's a big music guy, too. So it'd yeah. be, be perfect. Checking out all those laser discs. <laughs> Or whatever. They probably have downloadable music on their crystals. CDs? No, I wanted to say Laserdisc. I said it for a reason. I know what CDs are. Um, I grew up with CDs. I just wanted to say Laserdiscs because it was fun. I, you just threw me back into a memory of laser discs because one time we were cleaning out my high school teacher's uh, world history classroom mm. and we found some. Oh, we wow. found some actual laser discs that he used to use to teach. And he was like, oh, yeah, check those out. And Let they were know. big enough to use as a Frisbee. And we did. As you should. As you should, <laughs> truly. Um, we were like, what the fuck do we do with these? And he was like, I don't I don't know. Like, do we recycle them? Yeah, you recycle them. Do the, like, electronics recycling. I guess so. I assume. Um, although who knows if they actually do like do some sort of special electronic recycling? I have no idea. Uh, um, CDs in uh, in this world uh, stand for crystal drives. Oh yes, they totally do. Crystal drives. Ding ding ding! I love that. Boom, boom. <laughs> and I just love uh, Gorgug's sweet little parents because they're so they're so sweet and supportive, and they love him so much. But like, it's too much. It's, like, just a little too much. Like... Yo. I... So, like... Here's my thing with them. So, I love them. But they don't handle emotions well. Mm. Interesting. They, they immediately, when he's talking about having rage, and, like, having internalized rage, mm-hmm. they completely invalidate it and sing that happy song, and it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. He needs to be able to feel these feelings. That is a great point. And I mean, it is because he is an entirely different race than them. So, like, they don't, they don't probably feel that rage in that way. You know what I mean? Like, they don't feel that feeling in, in that they same way. They don't let themselves feel that way. I mean, there are, like, some qualities Gnomes to- are scary, dude. <laughs> Gnomes can be scary, dude. I mean, I've never seen that happy of a gnome. They're not in in D and D world though. They generally are sweet and like tinkery, and unfortunately, or you know, it depends. Unfortunately, in some terms and some worlds, D and D does lend itself to stereotypes within you know these different races, and they do just tend to be true for large amounts of the those folks. Obviously, that's not true for everyone. You can have outlier, you know, 
people without like anyone, but that is just so, sort of like a stereotype of, no of gnomes, that they are like sweet and happy and tinkerers um, that you will see again in Fantasy High. That is a thing that, that is kind okay. of uh, leans itself to Fantasy High. And a lot of that stuff in, in this um, campaign... Brennan leans into those stereotypes, especially we'll see it with elves and things like that too. It's amazing. Um, but leans into those stereotypical D&D &D stereotypes to make fun of it, to make a joke of it, to like Perfect. make it funny. So that's kind of just, so you know, that's kind of like the deal with, with this. I don't think that that is uh, the belief of Brennan, that all gnomes should be sweet and oh, nice and fun. No, absolutely but it, it's, not. it's a choice that he leans into it to bring out the comedy. But that's what I'm so excited about Gorgok's character is like, I can't wait for him to feel that rage. Yeah, man. Like, just unbridled rage. <laughs> and then he can learn to truly manage it. Very true. Then it's like, cool, I'm feeling these things. If the happy song ends up being the way he manages it, then hell yeah. But like, he shouldn't feel like the repressing of it. <laughs> yeah, that he has to do that, that he can't release it. Very true. Yeah. And I mean, and even as we talk about Gorgug, the more and more I oh realize that I am very connected to that character in many ways. So, Gorgug. but that was our, that that's our boy Gorgug, who is the- Also, he's got best. a metal flower, dude. He's got his little metal flower that he gave to Fabian or attempted to give to Fabian. And Fabian just punched him in the face. Yeah, he got, he had to punch, he had to take down the, the biggest, you know, threat in the school. And unfortunately, Gorgug was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Which is hysterical because then, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Vice Principal Goldenhorn? Hmm? He's a big ass dragonborn just walking around. And it's like, really, dude? You're going to pick the six foot tall, lanky, nerd looking dude I think, to punch? I think he could tell that, I think he wouldn't have punched a teacher and an adult. Okay, well, what about the other football guy, then? The one that's not Dwayne. They... <laughs> it's not Dwayne. Um, uh, I don't think they were around. And I also think, you know, it's an opportunity to link these characters together, which is the intention of an adventuring party, to get them to be an adventuring party. So there's that logistical way of it, too. I don't know, man. I don't know. So it, it just... I don't know, you don't have to like it that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but Fabian, it did happen. my dude, there was a better opportunity later down the line. I know, if he had held out a little bit, then Sold out. He, he could have really landed a good punch on Rog. Yeah, um, dude. But he also maybe would have died if he did that, so. This is true. This is very true, and uh, that would have ended the entire campaign. <laughs> it would have been uh, It would have been an interesting first episode if that, if that occurred. Um, luckily, oh it did God, not. Could you imagine... Just automatically being like, okay, first episode, someone died. Okay, got to roll. One of the main, main party. Yeah, got to roll you a new character. Um, awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that would be super awkward. Uh, yeah, right. so we've got Fabian, Gorgug. Anybody else, like, stick out to you? We'll talk about everyone, but, like, anybody else? Uh, you yes. In? I, uh, Adine. Adine, yeah. Um, first off, the accents were killing me. In that's, the good way. That's her real accent, too. Is it really? Yeah. I love it. I mean, um, maybe she, like... I think that's just her straight accent. I don't think she adds, like, any extra to it, necessarily. 
it but, was perfectly teenager of her to just automatically not listen to her sister and just immediately start throwing spells at her. Yeah, and punches. It was just perfectly teenager. It was like, nope, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to, nope. Yep. Nope, I have. I'm right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a sister who is either the same age difference as Adine and um, Aelwyn or is maybe just one year off. Um so a sister that's very similar to me, my older sister, um, who is very pretty and popular and whatever, especially in high school. Um, so I relate to the punches. We would kick each other so hard. It is a very genuine uh, sisterly relationship. I love it. <laughs> I am an only child and will always be an only child and we'll never know the... Whoa. Yep. <laughs> I, I just... You saying that made me realize... Oh, yeah, you'll never, like, you're not going to have any siblings ever, which seems, like, so wild. But then, My you know, last name dies with me. I mean, unless you keep it and you give it to, like, if you have kids. Nope. <laughs> you don't want to do that? You want to let Mundy nope. die? <laughs> to be fair, I've known other Mundys, so, you know, they're out there. Oh, there's tons, because apparently my grandfather, I just found out, was, like, a, a sibling of, like, Ten other children. Whoa! I wonder if you're related to the Mundy I know here in California. Maybe. Honestly, we lost touch. We don't know what happened to the other ones. I found a bunch in North Carolina that I didn't like. No, exist. They went to my high school, and I was like, maybe we're related. That's wild. Because it's kind of uncommon. I think in the states, at least. I think over over in over yonder kingdom. Um the united kingdom <laughs> oh yeah that one <laughs> yeah you know the one yeah the, that one right the, there that one that's um, united not really anymore yes though. um <laughs> the 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 great britain um, beautiful thank you i mean that was my <laughs> your great queen british elizabeth. bake-off <laughs> no oh, that was my queen elizabeth accent <laughs> Wow. Did I do good? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I relate Thanks. to that too. It's hard to keep track of all the of all of my relatives that are Smiths because there's a lot of us. Well, I'm joking. Yeah, there's dude. absolutely no way to do that. There's way too many. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, dude, you're a Smith. Yeah, man. Like I'm a Smith. that's the thing. That's how. No, but I mean, like by trade, you're a Smith. Oh, oh, maybe. That's how. That's how people got their names. I, I know. I, I'm aware. Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah. I don't know. I so what the fuck is a Mundy? <laughs> you know, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> like, I have friends who are Millers. I have friends who are Bakers. I have friends who are Smiths. So what does that mean for Johnsons? Wait, where's my phone? Hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, on. No. What are you Hold on. Up? You get out of here with that. Who knows how that's going to read on the recording? Don't do more. Turn it louder. No, don't. All right, that's enough. <laughs> anyway, Adine and Aylwin and their whole family. Like, what a what a pile of dog shit. I love that she has to take into consideration her panic attacks for roles. I love that idea. Yes. Because I think that's a really cool idea. And, like, can be explored even more. Because, like, even more mental illnesses of, like, uh, bipolar disorder. Like, dealing with manic episodes. Like, role for certain like symptoms happening that day like totally. that would be really cool to like dive into in those types of games yeah 
Yeah, and I mean, even though it's not, like, uh, represented in any roles or anything, I think it's pretty... I think it's safe to say that Gorga is a little bit depressed in some way. Um, so she's not, like, the only one who has, like, um, even if it's not, like, addressed or if it is, like... Um, who has Dude, Appleby illness. has a god complex. Let's talk... Wait, oh, yeah, we're gonna talk about Kristen Appleby's. Everybody's got some weird stuff. Oh, for sure. And I do have a In my current campaign that I'm playing with some friends, um, my character has uh, some PTSD. So when certain things happen, I I've asked my DM, like, I don't know if she can handle this. Can I roll for it? Because I don't... I just don't know if she can handle this moment. And so we've done we've done roles like that to, to check and nice, see. That's nice, dude. It's fun. It's I mean it's I mean PTSD is not fun. Um, but you know what I mean. Right. Like, it's a it's a it's a great layer to add to the game, and that's totally homebrew. That's not written as far as I know in any sort of like book or anything like that. Um, and it's just a great it's yeah it's such a great way to add real life complicated you know issues into this this world. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So, uh, to, to, like, make the most minimal, uh, uh, roll for what season it is, uh, roll for pollen count, can I do that? I mean, that would be something I think the DM would, would decide and then let you know, like, hey, it's, a. Uh, but something like that, I, I think that would be just more of like flavor in your RP and not oh, necessarily I'd still a mechanic. Roll for pollen count. I mean, yeah, I just don't think I don't necessarily unless it's really intense, I don't necessarily think that would affect your actual like character other than in like role playing choices. Unless we're in a beehive. Sure, and you're very allergic to bees. Or pollen count, but you or, po- know. or pollen. I'm sorry, you're right. It's okay. Um, I but like also, that you went I am to... allergic to bees, so... <laughs> so thanks for pointing that out, my dude. What are you allergic to? Am I right? <laughs> everything. Everything. Almost everything. Actually, as a kid, I was allergic to everything. Now I'm better. Yeah, she is. Um, but yeah, Aelwyn, I love Aelwyn so much, and I think it's really interesting. And you'll get to see it more, because they're just level one right now, so they don't have like a ton of... like abilities and stuff like that but as they level up she's a divination wizard and it's just so cool it's so cool dude um, i'm so excited so it's it's awesome she's she's i sick. love that she had a full-blown disco ball uh basically in her uh in her knapsack as she went to high school she couldn't even put it in time. her backpack she had to carry oh, god. it oh god it's just like it for some reason it's reminding me of the spongebob episode where they're trying to go on the crusty crap pizza and Spongebob's riding a rock. What a, it's a rock! What a connection to make in this moment. Um, I don't know, man. I just hope she ends up riding the crystal. Wouldn't that be dope? That would be dope. That would be dope. She doesn't, though. That would be dope, though. I'm sorry. You, I give things away with my face. I need to work on that. I must yeah. have a better poker face. I just had never thought of that before. So, and you often do that where you say things that shock me. Um, and it's hard Thank to contain you. my my absolute shock and awe. Um, so, when I was a political cartoonist in college, um, the life I got, and times of Bridget Mundy, my folks, like, wow. Uh, sponsored by Circuit City. No. I don't think they exist either <laughs> anymore. We're just taking guesses at this point. Uh, Borders definitely doesn't exist Borders anymore. Borders definitely doesn't, so, so they do sponsor sponsored us. Sponsored by Borders. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but when I was a political cartoonist in college, um, at the end of the year, we had a little bit of an award thing. And um, I got the award for most creative ideas. And when the, uh, the head editor of uh, our college newspaper came out to me and handed me that award, he's like, Bridget, I really wanted you to know what I meant by this. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you came up with the weirdest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. And I don't understand how your brain works. So here you go. Here's a little piece of paper that says you're, you're the most creative. Cause I, I don't know how you would make these connections. And I was like, cool, sick. The mind, Thanks Michael. The mind of Bridget Mundy is a space that you cannot tread lightly in. Like, you have to be careful when delving into your brain. Like, you isn't everyone else. It's like if the void, a motorcycle bar, Hmm. and a strip mall were all put as one thing. You know, and this is a great segue, because one of the people who I think, even if you didn't enjoy uh, her specifically in this episode, you will grow to love, because... There are, she reminds me, or vice versa, like, I I am reminded of her in you, and and you just have a similar chaotic energy, is Emily Axford, who plays Figaroth Faith. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I I took, I took one look at that character and went, oh no, that's me, oh no, it's me, oh no. Just automatic, oh man, flirting with the vice principal. Yeah. Automatically. <laughs> oh yeah, that is so you. It's trying to trying to trick her parents into not taking her to school. Mm-hmm. Lighting a cigarette in front of her, her mom, and then just automatically lighting another she one when her mom one. takes it out, mm-hmm. and then ashes it in the coffee. Mm. Mwah. Mwah. Yeah. French. Chef's kiss. French French chef's kiss. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay kiss. Mm-hmm. You didn't cook the chicken perfectly. <laughs> no, to get us to get a chef's kiss, I don't think he gives anyone's any anyone that Gordon uh, Ramsay. In Master Chef Junior he does. Oh, in Master Chef Junior, Gordon He's Ramsay an angel with those is kids. Incredible, and I think he talked about because he once. knows their kids. Yes, he's talked about it once before. He's said, like, I'm not going to punish these kids for not, for not doing something they don't know. They don't yeah. know no. these things, and I'm here to teach them. I'm here to help them. The adults have no excuse. They're oh, just yeah, stupid. No. He's gonna punish the adults because they're the ones who went through several years of culinary school, usually have been working at very fine restaurants, and have gotten onto his show through their resumes and experience, and should not be fucking up the way they are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He is, uh, that's why MasterChef Junior is, it's so lovely. It's a lovely, it's a lovely program. Also, side note, one more time, I'm sorry, dude, um... I promise it's related to Gordon Ramsay, uh, which, by the way, I want a Gordon Ramsay character in D&D. Uh, give it to me now, uh, please. And thank you. Um, so uh, if you ever want to watch something wild, um, watch the British version of Kitchen Nightmares. Because mm. the editing style, it really shows how much editing will change your perspective on someone. 
totally oh my god that makes so much sense because like even i didn't i haven't watched the british kitchen nightmares but i did watch um the british show that is about one of gordon's restaurants and i think it's called like was the, it the f word the f word yes i love the f word the f word is i love so, the f word and, and like i already liked like gordon ramsay from like oh, hell's kitchen where i first saw him but then once i watched the f word i was like he's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> he's oh yeah no great. you guys are like american editing is insane because yes. what we're focusing on is entirely different from what like the uk intend their audience to focus on for sure and it's wild to look at um he is a totally different person when you look at him through the uk editing lens yeah um and i highly recommend checking it out yeah Uh, because he's a really cool dude he is a lot of those a lot of those food guys are really cool dudes and Gordon Ramsay, for sure, is definitely one of them. And, I mean, another great example of just, like, British editing, you know, being so different than American is Great British Baking Show. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Nothing is the only thing that's dramatic, and it's so much more dramatic to me, is, like, when they've forgotten to set a timer or something, and they're just genuinely devastated. Okay. That is so much more anxiety riddled for me than like anything that like they do on like top chef or when it's like yes i totally agree when it's like the last like minute and one and most other people are done but then one person is really struggling and they all come over and help yes incredible it's it's a competition in the way of like nobody's trying to cutthroat each other they're all just trying to help each other get to the end and it's so sweet and they all love what they're doing and they want to compete against the best so they want everybody else to be doing their best and to be able to succeed because their success will only mean so much if everyone else was succeeding as well like that's what it like matters they all just want to get into that good good with paul hollywood my dude oh god i don't want to get into this about paul hollywood with you (gasps) are you sure you don't want to get into it and we've we've uh diverged enough let's go back to fig so welcome to the derailment <laughs> yes welcome to the derailment this will happen often G-G. already has oh man get on that derailment train derailment train <laughs> oh man um <laughs> all right so that's blowing out the microphone please don't um so yes fig absolutely i am making a prediction right here and there the nightmare king is her dad <laughs> Nightmare Kings are dead. That's, <laughs> that's... Nightmare Kings are dead. I don't even know who the Nightmare King is. I haven't even met the Nightmare King. We are literally on episode one, but the fact that they brought him up, I was like, he's... Nightmare King. Dad. I mean... Daddy? Daddy? <laughs> daddy? Uh, so many daddy issues in this show, and they'll only grow from here. Um, daddy? <laughs> this is the daddy issue show. Do I look like daddy? <laughs> Because Gorka does ask someone in this episode, are you my dad? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Wait, who does he ask? I don't remember. Is it, is it, is it drag? is it the Golden Horde? Is Maybe. Or, was it the coach? I don't remember. I can't remember. It's all blending together for me. Um, but that'll continue that's a great bit and yeah the the daddy issues will continue as well and i will just say like i'm not gonna say anything about the nightmare king and stuff like that but i will say looking back at 
you know, episode one of Fantasy High, there are so many things dropped in this episode that will come back to us. So it's, it's beautiful. I just love it. But yeah, Fig is... Oh, she's me. It's fantastic. And yeah, see, I told I I fucking knew you would love her. I just knew it. Last but not least is Kristen Applebee's. Our girl. Wait, no. No. Rizzo. Oh, Riz, fuck me. <laughs> I I can't believe I forgot Riz. I love Murph. I'm so sorry. Forgive me that I forgot Riz. <laughs> Even um, I know this, I, Heidi. I'm so sorry. Come on now. No, Get I, your head I love K. Riz so much. No, sorry. Who do you want to talk about first then? Kristen or Riz? Uh, let's talk about Kristen real quick. Yeah. Um, I like her. I, I'm down for her. I'm interested to see what was going to happen with this corn god. Um, Helios, my dude. Is it... Um, it's uh it's interesting having a religious perspective um other than like your standard cleric um into the uh the mix like usually when i hear cleric it's like some some kind of nobleman um but like she's just a hippie dude (laughs) yeah man she's just like well in um you know there's a lot of different deities in Dungeons and Dragons, and there is in this world of Dungeons and Dragons too. There's not just you know the one god. There's there's many, um, like in real life too. Actually, <laughs> isn't that funny? Um, whoa, whoa, many deities. Um, but uh, this form of Helios and and um, and the sun god and stuff like that is very much based on Christianity and will continue he's to be. The corn it's, god. And he's the corn god, man. He's the almighty corn. Um, and very much, uh, praise you me. know, <laughs> praise me is born out of Allie Beardsley's, uh, their own experience with, uh, religion and stuff as, as a young person. So it's a really interesting perspective for a D and D show to go on. And I just really love that. I think some D and D shows are, are more hesitant to critique real life things uh, especially the real life establishment of Christianity, but I just fucking love that Brennan and Allie and all of them are just not afraid to be like, this is fucking weird and it but doesn't make get sense. Get fucking wrecked, my dudes. Yeah, ex- welcome. Exactly, it's the greatest, and I I absolutely love it. Kristen Applebee's, all of these characters have an arc of some sort, but she is also one that has a really fantastic art that arc that you'll see. Uh, going oh, forward, I'm so ready. Also, two. I thought it was really funny because when they the, when they were um, panning over to the Appleby household, um, I truly thought it was going to be one of the teenagers was working at an Applebee's before school started. So I truly thought, oh my god, one of these kids is working at an Applebee's. There's a mythical Applebee's in this land, and I love it. It's it's on brand. Literally on brand. Literally on brand. Well, we do have to be clear that it is different. Um, Applebee's is coincidentally... We're not sponsored. um, And they are also not connected in the actual show. Not based on real Applebee's by any means. Yeah, just a last name. Very normal. There's they no. They got that one dollar margaritas. <laughs> Definitely not in Kristen Appleby's home. Um, and they don't have that apostrophe, so it really sets them apart. But yeah, ah. Allie is a hoot. Um, I love Allie, and they're the fun thing about Allie too is that 
they had no experience with D&D before this show. So this is their first um, experience going into D&D. So it's Welcome. very cool. Very Welcome cool. to the team. Welcome to the team, man. Welcome. We're all in this together. Got him. Anyway, so the funny thing, moving into the last but actually not least character we're going to talk about. <laughs> I, Poor Riz. I can't what? believe I did that. <laughs> okay, but that's perfectly in character for him. That's true. He's the rogue. He he disappeared from, he stealthed so hard that he disappeared from my actual mind. Um, he's that's, the ball, he's, dude. He's the ball, dude. Well, yeah, and moving from, you know, Allie, who has uh, the you know, least experience at the table uh, in terms of D&D, they are seated next to Brian Murphy, who, uh, a.k.a. Murph, a.k.a. Riz Gukak, who has more experience, um, I think one of the most experienced at the table. It's kind of a toss-up, um, I think, but more experience um, so that he can help guide them in their choices and help them if they have any questions in terms of, like, D&D mechanics and stuff like that. Um, because he is actually the DM on none, Not Another D&D Podcast, um, which also has... Emily Axford in it, and it's a really fun uh, podcast that he does as well. Sick. Yeah. I just, I really love that Riz has a briefcase, because that brought up a very, uh, very specific memory in my brain. Oh. Um, so, in middle school, mm-hmm. um, I went to a a uh, camp that was set in a community college and they called the camp camp college and it was set up like college it was the cutest thing it was so much fun i love that camp um there was actually a special um specified sub camp called sea camp that i was a part of where i wanted because i wanted to be a marine biologist as a kid um, so we would go to sea camp and we would go out to the jersey shore and like actually learn about marine biology but that's another story um so camp college was you would pick there were actual like camp courses quote unquote and by those i mean like scrapbooking um airplane making soccer football baseball uh frisbee like stuff like that and you would pick certain courses that you would do each day um and you had a set schedule so like each day had a different set of courses that you would go to Uh and we would all meet on the quad of this actual community college and the camp counselors would be holding up signs for their block and you would go to whatever designated area there was um and one of them there was one kid in the camp that I forget what class he was in with me, what course he was in. I want to say it was paper airplane making, uh, which was one of my favorite classes. Oh that man, it was so much, so much fun. That tracks. Oh man, it was so much fun. We made so many cool different, cause like, all right, the kid, the kid. I'm sorry, man. I'm a geeking out about airplane making. Um, <laughs> but so this kid, he carried around a silver briefcase, and around that time, you know, everybody had three, uh, like, D- uh, uh, Game Boy DSs. Um, so, like, everybody had their Game Boy Advances, uh, Game Boy, like, everything Game Boy. Um, so, like, some kids had those briefcases, and we were like, oh, this kid's just, like, an, an extreme gamer. No, it was so much worse than what we ever would have expected. You mean he um, wasn't ready for a heist at all times? 
Oh, um, if you meant heist, um, it involving bugs, um... No. So, what this kid would do was, it was a year where the cicadas were out. And you know how cicadas shed their I don't their really, casing. but I can imagine. Okay, so for those who don't know about cicadas, they are the hell monsters of this earth. Um... They are the actual demons of this plane. Um, they are bugs that come out every... It depends on where you are, because I've heard every 17 years. I've heard every seven years. I've heard all the types. But you know when they come out, because, oh my god, they literally like uncover themselves from the ground. Because what they're doing is they're hibernating for years in the ground. And they literally dig themselves up to mate. And they oh. just scream they scream i've heard i've been in a place where they were around but i just i've never lived in a place with them so i don't like know the ins and outs seen how big they are yeah 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 i have i have so they're they're a good size they're about the size of like bigger than a water bug yeah like i'd say they're about the length of a post-it note not the width but the length they're Um, just a square that would be incredible. Could you imagine? I'd, I'd leave this earth immediately. If a bug was that big, I would leave this earth immediately. And I know there are bugs out there. I think there, most but of I... us would. We would be quicker to figure out, like, other worlds, you know. Other I know they exist in this world, it. but, like, guys, don't tell me about those bugs because I will leave this plane of existence yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, Except for spiders. I know about the spiders. The spiders are okay, because they're not anywhere near me, and also, yeah. just as long as they don't come near me, they're fine. They eat the mosquitoes. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, but so, this kid, <laughs> my long-winded story is that this kid opens up his briefcase one day, and it's just full of cicada shells. And that's what he did. He's, he collected cicada casings. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm shaking my head. I've just been shaking my head ever since she said that. Um, that's a nightmare. It, it, ooh, it was truly terrifying. We all went, why? And he was like, I don't know, I just like bugs. You know? We were like, okay, but like, so do I, but that's, that, that doesn't make me want to create, like, grab their, their old, their molting. Yeah, and that's why he carried I it. I want it. I was like, when you first said that, I thought to myself, why? Why wouldn't you just, like, leave that in your room and be like, this is my collection of, you know, cicada skins <laughs> or whatever. Um, but no, he, he carried them around so he could continue to collect them. Yes. That is clear to me now. Yes. Yeah, that's, it's one thing to just have that, like, to be carrying it around. It's so like now a, my question another is... thing to share it. <laughs> So my question is, mm. are we going to find out Riz <laughs> has cicadas in his briefcase? You know, I'm going to tell you right now, no. We are not going to find dead bugs or dead bug skins and molts inside Riz uh briefcase. To be honest, I'm a bit disappointed. You know, to be I'm honest... I'm a little disappointed now. To be honest, I would not love Riz Gukgak as much as I do if he was carrying around bugs or bug pieces in his... Oh, I would see, now, I would be the opposite. I'd love him more. No. Because that would be, like, 
is Brian Murphy secretly that kid that was at Camp College? Because I can't remember his names, and he looks a little bit like the kid oh from what God. I remember from the memory. He he's older than us, so he's, he's well, he's definitely older than you. Um, never so mind, because not... that kid was definitely ten when I was like twelve or thirteen. So mm. never mind. Yeah, no, no, um, never mind. Never mind. Um, yeah, but I like I like Riz. Um, his mom hurts me um, in like the ways of like, oh, she's just trying to support her child, and like she pours out half of her, the cereal so that like half the milk so that he can have the milk, and she just puts water in hers in her cereal. Yeah, she's and a- she's just she's just doing her dang best. She's just a cool detective. Yeah, she's just a single mom doing her best. Yeah, I love, um, yeah, I love Riz's mom. She's great. And their little family dynamic is fun. They, they just, yeah, have a really nice little relationship with one another. He, like, I don't know. It's very sweet. Yeah, man. It's a good time. And he's just, he reminds me of, like, so many of my friends in high school. Aw. Like, just trying to awkwardly, like, interact with each other. Not really knowing how. How are you? Here's my business card. <laughs> Here is my business card. We had kids in college who who brought around business cards and were like, "Hi, here's my business card." It was like, "Okay, wait a minute. Um, going a little too far, far with this." I will say though, it did get one of my friends uh, a job with uh, the American Theater Wing. I mean, um, for a time. <laughs> That's um, interesting. But then uh, she realized she hated it, so she. Mm now works at a yoga studio when she's so much happier so like do what you love kids yeah, um, do what and you when love. you find out if you don't like what you thought you would like that's okay you can change yeah yeah that's that's the theme of this podcast today i guess of <laughs> this episode of the podcast um i did want to ask you what do you think of the character art i love guys? the character art i yeah. want to know who's who's drawing uh, I'm sure I can find that for you. Let me let me oh look God, into it. Oh my God! Please tell me who's drawing um, because I want to know. I asked Bridget this because Bridget herself is an artist. So. I I dabble. Yeah, yeah I dabble yeah. in the dark arts that is illustration and uh, character design. Um, I'm currently working on a portfolio, so uh, if any recruiters are out there listening, if you need somebody, if you hear my voice crack. It's because she's Please message me. If you hear my voice crack, message me. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Message me, my dudes. So the art for Fantasy High and for uh, the Fantasy High sophomore year live season, um, so all of the seasons encompassing Fantasy High, is Victor Rosas II. His Twitter is, or their Twitter, I'm not sure. um, I shouldn't assume. Um, Their Twitter is Sir Victor II. Uh, Do they have an Instagram? Because I'm trying to stay away from Twitter right now. That's valid. I purposefully logged myself out of it. It does not say. Uh, what is his name again? Victor, Victor Roses, R O S A S, the second. Found him. Nice. Found them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their Sick. art is fantastic. Um, Following. So fun and like, the one of the nice things and. Like I said before, you'll see it as we venture into other uh, campaigns that are done by Dimension 20. Everything from the uh, lighting in the dome to the set pieces in front of 
like Brennan, um, from the feel of the battle maps, from the character art, uh, the music, all is so perfectly toned to each season, to each environment that each season is in. Um, so the fun, car like cartoony art of Fantasy High that Victor does is just so perfect to it and fits into this little world that is Fantasy High. And I just love that about Dimension 20, that it's just like the full picture is so neat and clear and concise for the tone that they are going for. I just love that. I love how thorough they are with that. It's fantastic. Yeah, dude. No, I no. love it. I love... Oh, I love Doreen. Doreen. Uh, yeah. I'm scared for her for the next episode, because right now, um, spoiler alert, uh, she's currently possessed, um, and they're about to go into battle with her for the next episode, and like, y'all, we like her. We I do. feel like she's chain-smoking out back. Um, Constantly. During school time. Oh. Uh, How long like, does it take absolutely. to make lunches? Especially cream corn and, what was it, tuna salad? Yeah, there was some yeah. weird stuff. Yeah, I was like, okay, um, that takes about, I don't know, maybe a half hour to an hour. Yeah. I don't... Like, if you're preparing it yourself. Yeah. Like, unless it's it's just coming right out the can yeah. creamed. She's uh, just chain smoking it, it up. shorter. Yeah, man. Yeah. She's chain smoking, uh, texting her buds, being like, LOL. Look at what these shitheads did today. Spilling the tea Spilling to her friends. <laughs> She's got friends from high school she still keeps in touch with. She's oh, you got bet. her own party. Oh my god, does she have her own party? I mean, probably. A lot of people do. I mean, not... Okay, so... I want her and the janitorial squad to, to be a party. I don't know who the janitorial squad is yet. I don't know if there are janitors that are going to be introduced. I sure I mean, hope so. Yeah, you don't know. Um, you don't know. I mean, there are, I will say that there are folks in the world who we've met already who are, who have been or are, like, have been in adventuring parties themselves, but I also will say that not everyone in this world is an adventurer. It's, it is not a, not a job for everybody. They don't Not all. everyone is who they seem. That's also true. Yeah, because you said, uh, and it definitely is said or implied that Doreen is uh, possessed, but you don't know. Who She's knows? got sunken black eyes. Sure, she does. That's how they described her. Yeah, she does. I'm just, you know. I you just... better stop. <laughs> Do you? You better stop. <laughs> I don't have too many other questions questions for you um oh i do want to say yeah um the guy that was so obviously they're in detention and obviously it's it's the breakfast club scenario uh because obviously because obviously if we're going to be in high school it's going to be the breakfast club well, and we're all going to be in detention so obviously i will say that the teacher who the he's the guidance counselor the the teacher that's in the oh um, it's mr Mackey. Which one is that? The main teacher in in the Breakfast Club? No, it's it's uh it's the teacher from South Park. That oh. character is a hundred percent based on the the uh Mr. Mackey from from South Park. I'll take your word for it. He's even got the he's got the gray hair and the green shirt. I mean that 
okay i have no idea who that is i'm sorry i don't watch south park um that's but, okay honestly good for you <laughs> thank you um uh, i was just gonna he say always that does this voice ah he always does the voice of okay mm, kids mm. Mm, now let's uh let's talk about how we feel it's kind of a play on dr phil interesting that makes yeah. sense um i could see brennan doing that for sure um no i was just gonna say that it's not the breakfast club really because it's in terms of like in terms of them like becoming like a friend group yes but like the teacher like the counselor in in their space is way more like you said like that character that oh, you yeah, mentioned he's, Mr. he's way more caring about their feelings than the teacher in uh, breakfast club ever was he is not a you know testable to the horns kind of guy Forget about why every time. Um, don't, don't, no, don't, don't. <laughs> wow. I was gonna ask if you have because you haven't watched the second episode yet, right? I have not. Do you have any predictions? I wanted to hold off. Um, they're gonna be in battle. Mm-hmm. Um, that much I can predict. Okay. Um, uh, from what I saw from teasers, um, there is a butthole involved. Uh, for the corn. For the cream corn monster? There are, there's, and, uh, yeah, there are buttholes. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to, I'm scared to say this and put this out in the universe, but is one of the children going to go in to one of the buttholes? You're just gonna have to watch and find out. Heidi! I, uh, Heidi, no! Yeah. I, I, um, I'm excited for you to see it. Um, do you think, do you think everyone will survive? Do you think, you know, our heroes will be okay? I I think so for the first episode. I think so. I think for the first battle. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How could you? Unless you're community, um, and you do an episode and automatically just kill off one of the, the characters. Yeah. But honestly, you know, not a bad thing. Um, because they even pointed it. If you ever watch Community, do you watch Community? Yeah, I watch Community. Did you see that episode? I probably have, but I'm not remembering now. I haven't watched it in Uh, a while. Ken Jeong is playing a dark elf, and he's just completely painted himself black. (laughs) Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if you were playing a game with that person... You would not want them to stay around in the game. Exactly. That's why I was saying, honestly, it's not bad that they killed him off, necessarily. Yeah. I don't think... Because it's, uh... Senor Chan. Yeah, Senor Chang is, uh, not my favorite. Um, not my favorite. But, uh, yeah. They're all friends, so they're not gonna try and kill each other off, at least. We we know that. This is true. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) Well, awesome. That's, that's, uh, I just wanted to get your fresh ideas before you before you jump into it i want to see what uh, what you kind of thought with that but i can't wait to see what's next what's going on with the booty holes yeah what's going on with those corn booties um oh that's bad <laughs> i love it uh, i don't like that one corn booties <laughs> corn booties um, corn boutique so since this is our first episode, we don't really know how we're going to like end this, but this feels like a place to end it. What do you what do you feel, Bridget? Anything else you want to tackle? Do you have any um, game mechanic questions about D and D itself? That'll probably come so, next time. So when I was a kid, no, um, no, 
I, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. What? In, in our town, like, by a bunch of fields. There was this is nothing not what else I around meant. it. Um, there was a place called the Stone Museum. And, okay. uh, it was part of a rock quarry, I assume, because it had a bunch of rock quarry things. Um, but on top of it, it was literally a museum for rocks. And it was just this tiny little thing. And I just remember... Um, going into the room where the, uh, the, the ultraviolet, um, I forget what they're called. Is this gonna come back? The bioluminescent, uh, uh, rocks where you put the ultra, you would turn off the lights and it would be the UV lights and they would glow in the dark in different colors. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. Wow. Okay. Never asking you an open-ended question like that again. Um, you should know better. Although I did specifically say, any D&D. No, originally you said, You're right. do you have any final thoughts? I must choose my words differently. I'm also going to just throw in there, like, you know, my town also had a weird museum. We had a tract, or I think we still do, have a tractor museum. Um, Are there any museums in Spire? Do, like, I just want to know. That's like, a great are question. Any, are there any Brennan? museums that come about? Brennan, are there any museums in Spire? Um, if there is, I don't... Re- like, if there was one in either of the seasons, I don't remember it. Um, I which really is want valid. Like a Could, normal museum. Like a like, museum of, like, art, and it's just, like, Renaissance paintings no, and Van Gogh's? No, like, even, even worse than that. Just, like, just the like stamp forks. museum. Yeah. Yeah. Fork museum. Yeah. Stamp museum. Coins. Just a coin museum. You know? That could also be called it. a bank. <laughs> For once, I left Whoa. Bridget speechless. I think that's a great place to leave off on. Um, as of right now, we don't really have any sort of sign-off or anything like that. But Banks are coin museums. Banks are coin museums. Um, but that's where we'll leave you off on for this one. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, I'm Heidi. I'm Bridget. And this is Expansion Pact. See you later. Bye. Hit that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Ring that bell. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, jeez. And, uh, hey, tweet at us.